that's our standard now. So we're going to celebrate it every single time we do it. We're going to smoke our cigars and we're going to wear our t-shirts and hats. Uh, but we expect that every year. Windows my whole career and, and everybody that, that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. You can't say it better than Joey B himself. The window is always open here on the Houday Lounge. And the Bengals are on to Buffalo. The big win there, back to back over the Ravens. Not smoking the Stogies this time. Just getting on a plane to Buffalo. Ready for the blizzard against the Bills. Burrow versus Allen. Going to be electric Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock. Tony Romo and Jim Nance on the call. You guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab that coffee. Phil Stout's in the evening. Grab the drink and come on in back and join us here on the porch mike sussman from wmov here with us it's all Bengals versus bills let's go who they think gonna beat them Bengals? we're here on the lounge mike back at it buddy uh every break was going the ravens way to the big one that didn't go their way and hubba 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 ran what about 98 yards man um Mike, tell me, tell me the emotion, the feelings in the stadium when that occurred, man. Like it, your your perspective. I, I mean, at that point in time, sphincters were tight. Let's let's keep it real. <laughs> I mean, the Ravens are driving. I think about to take the lead at that point. Brett oh yes. Hundley uh, went for. I, I guess what we saw in the previous week. It was Trevor Lawrence did it with. Yep. Out the one arm, absolutely a reckless decision, but it worked for him. So Hundley gets a little loose with that football. And, and yeah, just all of a sudden, kind of reminiscent of Terrence Garvin emerging out of the pile comes Sam Hubbard. Wait, I think he's got the football. Oh, my goodness. Actually happening. And, and the place lost it. Just a swarm of orange losing its mind on a Sunday night football game. I always wanted to go to a Sunday night football game. I got to. It lived up to the hype, at least for me. It's different in a night game. Um, incredible oh, yeah. atmosphere. The, the Bengals didn't play great, but it's survived in advanced time, so that's uh, all that matters. I mean, you're 100% right about that. You know, all that matters this time of year is finding a way to put up one more point on the board than the other team, right? Survive in advance. The Bengals found a way to do that. The shades of Darwin Cook – in the Orange Bowl, knocking out Otto, you know, and, and, and then. Darwin, you know, Darwin, look, not wrong. <laughs> hey, it's okay, Mike. It's okay, buddy. It's a, it's a you know, you, you, you were still, you were still in diapers, right? When that, when that happened back in the Orange Bowl, uh, back in the mountain in 2010, for those that don't know. Afraid, I wasn't saying. <laughs> not quite. Yeah, you were, you moved on, moved on to the briefs by then. But Mike, I mean. Man, you, you, you talk about that play, right? And and Huntley, you know, trying to kind of imitate Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is also 6'6". Tyler Huntley is not. You got to think about that perspective of it. And, dude, you know the guy who doesn't get any love on the play, although he should? Logan Wilson. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of just gets up into, into the face of Huntley. Volleyball style, bats that thing out. There was another guy who was on the play, too. I, I believe it was Gaither. Not 100% sure about that. But, I mean, couldn't have had a more fortuitous just bounce of the ball, I guess you want to say, right into Hubbard's arms. I'll be honest, Mike, when it happened to me, I was 
watching it at home, and it, it got everyone else's attention in the house. Let's put it that way. The the scream, the oh my gosh, that yell, you know, uh, everyone was on 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 alert that something had happened. Man, I love the video that they show from from behind on that, where you see the security guy, just like almost air traffic controlling him down the field. Go, go. And obviously you can't see my face on this podcast, but believe me, it's the biggest O's that you'll ever, that you ever see. I mean, he's, everyone is so emotionally invested in that moment. And it was such a huge swing. I think they said the percentage of the Bengals winning went from 44% to 88 just on that play. Uh, Incredible. Uh, Yeah, that's a 14 point swing. And it's fitting that it's Logan Wilson and Hubbard involved in that play. I think yep. they're – I don't want to say unsung heroes. I think football aficionados know how good those two guys are in the interior. But they've been MVPs of sorts during this two-year Bengals run, just always making big plays, timely plays. I thought Wilson and Hubbard were dominant at Tennessee last year in that divisional game uh, where the Bengals made it to the AFC title. That's – where where we're trying to get back? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. It's it's kind of funny you do bring up that Hubbard and Logan Wilson had huge games against the Titans last year in the divisional round. Yeah, they can keep this squad. They they are a huge, huge, integral part of the transformation of Cincinnati. Oh yeah, you know everyone always talks about the offense, right? And in Burrow and Chase and Boyd Higgins, Mixon, P Ryan. And, and rightfully so, right? Hey, let me throw Hayden Hurst in the mix too, right? But defense is why this football team has won nine straight games. The defense is why this team has won the games that's won the playoffs. Now, don't get me wrong. Joe Burrow has an unflappable coolness about him, a poise, a demeanor that allows this team to be in the games and to make those plays despite not having maybe some of the best protection for him. But, man – it's about that defense and making the play when they need to make the play. I mean, you think about it on this run, Mike. Puts him right around Huntley and reaches. Oh, that ball's out. That's live. Back the other way, Sam Hubbard. The Cincinnati kid. Hubbard's got a convoy. Chased by Andrews at the 30, the 20. He will score. Obviously, Hubbard, Sunday night. Doesn't even need to be mentioned, but we did anyway. They make a a huge, huge play in that Patriots game to keep momentum, you know, with the fumble down there at the end of the game. And Stevenson lost the football. Cincinnati claims they've got it, and they do. The Patriots cough it up with 55 seconds to go. They've done it in the playoffs. Last year against the Raiders, Jermaine Pratt. Making the big pick. Season comes down to this in his car end zone. Intercepted. Jermaine Pratt has it. And for the first time in 31 years, Cincinnati, your Bengals have won a playoff game. Logan Wilson against the Titans. The great plays in, in against the Chiefs in the AFC title game to hold them, you know, 
out of the end zone, not scoring any points, and essentially in the second half. And now they go deep down the field, and it is intercepted on the rebound by Bell. On Bell. Oh, he's clobbered, clotheslined at the 45. But they take over the Bengals with the third straight game in the playoffs where they come up with a crucial pick. Eli Apple made a big play in that game. The defense always seems to step up, and, and, and there's so many unsung heroes on that defense, but they're all so solid. You don't have a guy on that defense that you don't feel confident is going to do his job. I mean, we didn't mention Trey Hendrickson. He's playing a little little bum with that wrist right now, but still an absolute baller out there on the field. So DJ Reader and BJ Hill in the middle making big plays. Like, you just can't go to a level of this defense and not find guys that you feel like are pretty solid and do the job most of the time. I mean, Taylor Britt and, and, and um, Dax Hill are playing well as rookies on this their first stage. I mean, it's it's incredible. Louie Amarimo deserves a head coaching position uh, and soon. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen for the Bengals' sake, but he deserves one. And then got to give some love to Jamar Chase. The Ravens never figured him out during that game anytime. Especially early. Needed a first down. He, he just – he found the soft spots in that secondary. And I think Chase is one of the best route runners. You can really see it in person. He's, he's just very nifty. He's good at finding those creases and then slipping behind the defense whenever they overcommit. Um, he, he's fun to watch work. Oh, yeah. J- Jamar, you know, in the complimentary off the tee. I mean, t- t- I'm excited. Cool. He didn't have his best game, I didn't think. No, no, but he also made some big plays early, too, and I think that was the same with Jamar. I, I'm interested, Mike. You know, I know we were talking about how unsung heroes on the defense, but, man, the guys that are always, you know, in football, kind of the unsung heroes, are the big uglies up front. Well, this week, if the Bengals are able to move on, those guys will not be unsung heroes because everyone's been talking about it all week, about the injuries, we have to get into it now. How are you feeling about that, man? I mean, I think we're all kind of a little on edge with it. I mean, there is promising news about Kappa making progress. Same with Jonah Williams. So maybe you might get one of them back potentially. But how are you feeling about that? I mean, obviously, the L. Collins will not be back. And, 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 that's, and that's tough. But it, going on the road in Buffalo, big, big atmosphere need to be need to be sharp up front with that communication in the offensive line. I'm a little bit worried about it, Mike. It's a tough situation, especially for a team. And unfortunate, too, you know. It is susceptible at times to having protection breakdowns. It's gotten better over the course of the year, but it was the weakness of the Bengals last season. And, no, you don't want to hear about Lyle Collins going down and Kappa questionable. Um, I, Cincinnati didn't do much in the way of running the football last week. So I don't. Do you still commit to the run? Do you think more quick game? I think Zach Taylor somehow's got to be in solution mode because it is. A, it is. It isn't good. You know, Mike. It's interesting you bring that up, right? I felt like at times Sunday, bringing up the running game. I felt like at times Sunday, the run game, we actually had them kind of gas on a few drives here and there. But then the Ravens will always make that negative play, and then maybe get you off the field. And you know, that's a tough. That's a tough front. Yeah, and and quite frankly, I don't think you see a defense as good as Baltimore 
potentially the rest of the season. And if you do, you're in the Super Bowl playing against the Niners in that defense with Bosa up front. I mean, and you might make an argument for the Cowboys, but the Bills defense, nowhere near the level of the Ravens. Quite frankly, I don't think the Chiefs is either. Um, if you want to go that go that another step farther, I mean, Buffalo doesn't have Von Miller on that pass rush, and I think that will help with the quick game for Burrow on, on, on Sunday afternoon. But I might also say this. I think Buffalo is susceptible to the run game too, and I think that might be something the Bengals kind of key on this week because there have been times when it's looked good. And then you also think about it. Now you've had, you know, Max, Max Shapens and Kadima Jinnaji working together again for a couple games. You know how it is with offensive linemen. They have to kind of gel. Maybe them kind of working together might help. Obviously, Kappa coming back, regardless of whatever happens, to work with Karras and Volson really helps. So let's, let, let's hope. But also I'll say this, too, and I think we've all kind of know this, unfortunately. Jonah Williams has probably not had his best season out there at the tackle spot. And Carmine didn't look awful. And you know he was a second-round pick, so maybe Jackson Carmen can come in there and really kind of uh, surprise us on a, on Sunday afternoon. You know, hopes I hope so. You never know. I don't know. As a football consumer, how much do you watch the offensive line? I was thinking. Yeah, I watch it a lot actually. Um, it's funny because I, I think it's it's the one position that that like. If you're watching the ball and the quarterback, you can still watch what's going on up front, right? Yeah. And it's it's the Bengals' offensive line there, really, after facing the two elite pass rushers early on and then Miles Garrett again without Chase, it became one of the top offensive lines in the league. And now what's happened has happened. But you got to think, some of these guys, you know, have played in these big spots before for the Bengals. So I don't think the moment will be too big. And I don't think Buffalo's pass rush is necessarily at that level to where we we necessarily have to be too concerned or too worried. Um, you know, Ed Oliver and, and Greg Rousseau are okay players, but they're they're nothing extremely special, Mike. Um, I, I, I like watching the O-line play, you know. I, I might be different about that than most, but uh, I, I think if you can see push, you kind of get an idea of uh, – the team that you think is going to win the game because they're just going to be more physical up front. I think is a good number of pass attempts for Joe Burrow in this game. You know, that's interesting, Mike. I would hopefully we don't get much past 35. Okay. Still, still want a good balance. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. think that's, I think that's essential. I mean, you look at like last Sunday's box score here for the Bills game, right? Skylar Thompson through 45 passes. They ran 69 plays. So they ran it 40 for 42 yards on 20 attempts. The Bengals obviously have to be better than the Dolphins at the run game. But I think they can be. Maybe we don't have to throw 45 times. You know, if you break that down, maybe we have 25 rushes and 35 pass attempts. Something in that general area, I think, for Burrow would be a good number and have good balance. Got to take care of the football, going to square off against the Mafia. That's never easy. Um, Stephon Diggs, he's not easy to defend either. Um, Josh Allen to Diggs has just been a 
kind of a two-man offense uh, over the last year or two. Not that they don't have other pieces, but uh, on Thanksgiving, the way that they drove down the field in just one pass in one second was just athletic freakiness between the two of them that I haven't seen. What do you think the number is for Diggs? I think he can get his, but he can't go crazy as far as yards and touchdowns go. Hmm. 150? Oh, I, I don't think he's getting that. No. I, I think the Bengals do a really good job of kind of blanketing that. I think the guy you want to hold down is Gabe Davis. And then sub- subsequently, Dawson Knox and, and Cole Beasley. Because I think, like, Diggs, Diggs will get his. He'll get his 100 yards probably. Maybe less than that, you hope. But, I mean, man, Mike, I, I will say this. I do think that the Bengals secondary is, is one of the most kind of underrated units in the NFL. And it doesn't get a lot of love. But, man, when, when they kind of run those coverages and, I think you're going to see a lot of the same type of scheme that we run against Mahomes, against Allen here, um, with kind of trying to get pressure with four, maybe three if you really can, sit back in that zone. Uh, and I think that was kind of what they were going to try and do there in the Monday night game. Uh, and Allen on that first drive had a lot of happy feet, running a lot, and then was inaccurate on that throw to Beasley. They've had troubles in the red zone. He got sacked seven times last week, Mike. He's got – he's not – I don't think he's – in that same zone that we kind of some people are associating him with, he fumbled it three times, right? Like, I, I'm just saying, I, I don't think Buffalo is at that level that people think that they, they might be. Say it with your chest! And, and their plays has reflected that. I mean, 13-3 and three is a good season, but they haven't been dominant. The Bills have been in a lot of close games. Uh, a tight one. Uh, let me just go ahead and look through the schedule. I, I just hey, don't see I mean, blowouts they, on there. They've won They've won nine games as well. Three-point loss to the Jets, three-point loss to the Vikings, beat the Lions by three, beat the Jets by a touchdown, Dolphins by a touchdown. Decisive win against the Bears and Broncos, but those two teams are not very good. A lot of close games for the Bills this year. Oh, yeah. A, a lot of close games. I mean, you know, to be fair, Bengals have played in a lot of close games, too. It's the league, right? I mean, yeah. That's kind of the way it works. I I, I just, Mike, I, I'll say this. I think we and we keep talking about, we keep harping on, on this part of the matchup, but, you know, the Bills got four sacks against the Dolphins and Skylar Thompson running around back there, who's not Joe Burrow. I don't think has the kind of the, the pocket presence Joe Burrow has. Obviously doesn't have the arm Joe Burrow has. So if you're only getting four against them, right, and I'm not saying Miami's offensive line is is not good, but it, I don't think it's even – it wasn't close to the level of the Bengals when healthy. I think that's a huge key, man. I don't think that pass rush for Buffalo can fully take advantage of, of the Bengals' offensive line. And they only gave up four sacks against the Ravens. And, and that unit has got a lot more explosiveness in terms of pass rushing capabilities. Than what the than what the Dolphins have. I mean, Chubb's pretty decent, but you know, I, I I just think that that's you know, I think we're in good shape there. Yeah, you gotta gotta feel pretty good. It's a toss up. Little sidebar the other day after I left the Sunday night football game, you, you go anybody that's been to Paul Brown knows the exit is tough. It's real shoulder to shoulder. Oh yeah. 
made it through that across the street over to our hotel, get in the lobby, get through the first person I see is tall, human, massive guy. It's Mike Golick. Mike Golick. Golick. I shook his hand. He got, got to meet him. How, uh, interesting that he was in Cincinnati. Must have been doing something for ESPN Radio or Radio. I think color commentary for Westwood One, I believe. Ah, nice. Okay, that's that's a good gig for Golick. Actually, I think he would. He does pretty well with that. Yeah, he can uh, do. He can do the radio. I think he's got a little experience. Oh yeah, you know, just just uh, pretty much built the entire empire that is uh, he's all these simulcast shows. Him and Mike, him and Greenberg did back yep. in the day. So, yeah, that's, a, little that's a cool guy to run into in the hotel. That was cool. That was cool. Um, um, Mike, you, you had a little known there, I thought, a little known fact. Oh, no, I'm just saying him and Green, he had a, a little known small radio show. Oh, Mike. yeah. yeah. Mike and Mike, you know, it, it, it only made it around, around for 20, what, 25 years almost. So, yeah. <clears throat> need a cough button mike um but uh dude so man is is there anything quite like leaving paycor though after a playoff win after a win it's phenomenal it's the the who day is just so pleasant to exchange with fans it's just it pops up everywhere i saw a few cigars as well i think that's that's caught on just from joe burrow doing it that's our standard now, so we're going to celebrate it every single time we do it. We're going to smoke our cigars, and we're going to wear our T-shirts and hats, uh, but we expect that every year. Windows my whole career, and, and everybody that, that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. I personally love it. Um, you know, and Mike... Is it okay for the fans as well to partake in that tradition? Like after games, like you know what? Hey, you want you want to light one up? I think it's fair. I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. Some people complain about smoke if it's in their close vicinity. It doesn't really bother me. I guess it is kind of tight quarters to just start hacking a stogie, but maybe have the stogie out in the parking lot. Maybe you're saying yeah, like I car. I I got you. A few of them inside of the amorphous blob. And again, I didn't have a problem with it, but I could see some people taking issue because cigar smoke is thick. Kind of like it can like sting your eyes if you're too close to it. Yeah, it's it really can, and, and it's one of those types of smokes that stays on you a little bit. Uh, a, a nice, a nice thing. You know, those guys are smoking some of the finest, uh, the best that he has to believe, believe. Believe the Mac, the Macanudos, uh, and I. My pronunciation is pretty weak on that, Mike. That was, yeah. Though, you know, and, and now here's the thing: Burrow and those boys, they won't light one of those up after this one. Okay, they didn't after Sunday. They just did after the championship. You know, winning the North regular season. Like I think there was a little bit of a a, a, a saltiness to Joe after the game, Mike, on Sunday because. He felt like the offense didn't perform, but he was happy as could be that the defense made the plays. But you can kind of tell it was kind of like we did not bring our best to this game, and we're happy to survive, but we're going to have to be better in Buffalo. 
Joe Burrow's had to spend the entire last year with that Super Bowl loss hanging over his head. So the the goal is clear. He knows that that effort's not going to win Cincinnati a Super Bowl. So that that's probably what he was thinking. Happy to be surviving and advancing, but it, it wasn't good enough. No, not not offensively. It's gonna be able to run the football. Did, didn't really run it great against the Ravens. You know, less than three yards per per pop. Uh, what fifty one yards? I mean, a little bit more than what the Dolphins did against the Bills, right? But I mean, we're gonna have to be able to run the football a little bit. Joe Mixon gonna he, have to make some plays. And he's a savvy runner. I like him in between the tackles, but I like him more when he gets on the outside and he can use his. So it, some of it just may be play design and creativity and, and tight ends and receivers trying to pave the way for Joe to get outside because his bread and butter is not up the middle, though he is good at, at just kind of dodging tacklers and falling forward for yards. Yeah, getting them, you know, three and four on the inside runs. And I'm, he, I'm with he you, Mike. Do that. right on that zone, the outside zone. He can zone. do that, but I want to see him pop one outside. Yeah, I mean, I was at the, the five-touchdown game versus the Panthers earlier this year for Mixon. I mean, that's the capability he has on any given day. I think he could have a really big day here against against the Bills and, and their rushing defense. You know, it, that's one of the more interesting prop bets that's out there. Mike, Mixon's rushing total, 48-and-a-half right now. I think Joe Mixon will run for more than that against this Bills, Bills uh kind of front four. I, I hope he's using that as motivation. I, I forty eight and a half, that's that's a slap in the face. I, it's criminal I, to some extent. I mean Josh Allen's forty four and a half, Mike. He'll he'll blow past that. Yeah, I, I, I really do think so too. Like Singletary's at forty and a half, but come on. Gotta give my, Mixon my a little number, more love than that. My number would probably be more like seventy seventy five. Your point your number though, real quickly there for Joe Mixon you said was seventy five? Yeah, I think the Bengals are going to give him carries in this game. I think he'll get 15 touches. And, and I, I I think with that, he can hopefully pop one and hit the century mark. But I, I think he will easily surpass 48 and a half yards, definitely. Oh, I, I agree. I think that's one of the uh, kind of prop bets the weekend to make, make a play on. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Something else to think about, Mike, here, and we kind of talked about you, you're talking about mixing, getting carries in this game. Yeah, I think so because the weather Sunday, 70% chance of snow there in Buffalo, 36 degrees is the high, 28th or low, probably going to be snow, probably going to be some remnants of it. So I think that will make for an interesting game as well. We were talking about the, the over-under totals for the running backs, for the receivers real quick here. Mike, we got Chase at 82 and a half leading all receivers, Diggs 80 and a half, T. Higgins 66 and a half, and Gabe Davis 56.5 in the hook there. I, I like Chase to get over that. I think I would take Diggs as well. Um, I think we'll hold Gabe Davis down there. I think that's the key. That is, it's, it's, do you, do you shade over the top? Do you try? Uh, to double digs and let him get it, it is kind of the pick your poison situation. Let him get his and shut down everybody else or shut down digs and maybe you're vulnerable. I think you can kind of cut the head of the snake off, right? I mean, yeah, if you think, I mean, I think Gabe Davis is a really good, 
Um, but we didn't – not a lot of people knew about him before last year in the postseason. Um, yeah, Cole Beasley's solid. I mean – Cole Beasley, man. How, how long is this guy going to be in the league? I don't know, man. But, I mean, he, he kind of came out there and they, they brought him back off, off the scrap heap, right? Because he, he plays for him. Witzer from starting in Dallas for a very long time. Yep. So I was never really a fan of him just for that reason. I, I wanted Switz to get some PT yeah. out there, but Beasley was that's always your boy, the that's your boy. back yeah. up. Um, so uh, I don't know. Beasley's just always been on my radar one way or another. He, he's a big fantasy football poacher, just somebody that you're not going to start, but he's going to take points away oh, from your guy. He was huge in a PPR, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, Dak loved him some Cole Beasley. He, he um, did. Hey, I mean, Josh Allen, kind of liking him a little bit. I think his his dude, obviously, is Diggs, and, and we know that. I think a key point in this football game is going to be, obviously, which which quarterback plays better, right? But I think the reason why Joe Burrow is, is the pick, despite these two dudes being both electric, uh, you know, franchise quarterbacks, and this matchup is getting everyone excited, but it's because Burrow's going to – keep control of his emotions and also make the smart play and keep the football. Josh Allen is a walking turnover. And I think in an emotional game, which is definitely going to be emotional with no doubt, DeMar's going to lead him out onto the field. I think Allen might just be a little too pumped up at times and might make a bad player too. And the Bengals have been a very opportunistic defense, you know, over the last six playoff games, pretty much. We've seen Josh Allen overhand slam a couple helmets on the turf this year. It has been a very emotional season for him. I think you're right. Um, you have the Dorsey footage as well. The OC might start ripping up the freaking press box if a couple I things go south. And he's interviewing for a job this week. I think that's something that looking ahead Michigan It's never good. Never good when the head coach is peeking ahead. So, well, I mean, in, in, not even you know, but but also, I mean. I think even more so in a play, for NFL teams and playoffs, when your play callers are taking interviews during the week, like Dorsey going and talking with Carolina, that's that's difficult. I mean, that is time that he is not spending at the facility thinking about the Bills-Bengals game. He's thinking about coaching the, the Carolina Panthers. That does make a difference. Yeah, there might be something there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's tough it's tough to sit here and and fault Dorsey for that, right? But it can make a difference. I think there's no there's no doubt about that. Mike, man, obviously the fact this game is in Buffalo has been well touched upon by many. Uh, we were kind of on it a little earlier than most, I think, here in, in the lounge, right? But they got to play us. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us! And I don't really care where we do it. You had that attitude last week because Burrow's done it before. How much do you think last year's run of winning on the road in Tennessee and Kansas City, that confidence that we have from already doing that, how big a difference do you think that makes? I think it makes a huge difference. And psychologically, I've never played in the NFL, but I feel like there are some easier aspects of playing on the road. It's not – you don't have to prepare for a city event. Like in Nashville last year, Titans jerseys everywhere – Broadway is packed and the stadium's going crazy. I'd imagine if you're a Titans player, you feel an added pressure to perform 
just because of what's going on around you. Whereas if you're the road team, it's just you and your teammates. You're just playing ball, trying to fly under the radar and, and silence that crowd. And it's satisfying when it happens. I loved watching the Cincinnati defense wave the Titans fans goodbye last year. And they were doing it. They were streaking across the field, waving, see you later, adios. Ryan Tannehill played the worst game I've ever seen, but that's neither here nor there. I think that playing on the road is, is in a lot of ways psychologically easier, and it kind of gives you a little more motivation. It's sort of like you don't have to bring your own juice. It's already there. The ju- yeah. You feed off the juice that I think less pressure. I think if if it were me, and it's hard to say because I'm not an NFL quarterback, obviously, but it would free me up. I I would be looser. And you know what? If you think about it, man, Joe has that persona that's like, hey, let it hang loose. Let's let's go get after it today, but with such accuracy and such still precision and care for the football. I think logically, as far as on-field communication goes, it's easier to play at home. And if Cincinnati were to vouch for itself, it would definitely fight for that. But accepting the situation, I'll take this Bengals team on the road. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us! I agree. I agree. I think the NFL did us dirty with the decision to not maybe think about this being a neutral site game. But at the same time, like you said, Mike, you kind of accept the reality. Hey, we got to go to Buffalo, and we got to go win and take out the mafia. But I think that there is a mentality with this Bengals team that hey, we're going to get this done. Mike, I was in the building obviously that Monday night, and I think there's a little bit of a carryover effect from that. But I also think this game being such an important game, like. That game was a very important game too. So I feel like you're kind of you kind of saw a, a preview in that first quarter of what it could be, right? And I think the Bengals are gonna have an ability to step back in that pocket, Joe Burrow will, and throw the ball. And I and the Bills secondary is a little banged up and it's it's beat up. I mean, they've got guys that have been missing for the whole year. Hyde, you know, Poyer. I mean. They're they're in a little bit of a struggle. You also think Hamlin's obviously not obviously not playing, and he was a third leading tackler when he got hurt. I mean, they're not the same back there. They struggled against Mac Jones and the Patriots, and then Skylar Thompson and those guys still put up thirty one, although aided by turnovers. But Joe Burrow's got to be licking his lips looking at this defense. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us. Yeah, especially you know it is easy to dismiss just because it was a few minutes, but. Uh, Cincinnati was moving the ball really well in, in that game you were at. I mean, it, you know, you think about, I mean, the first drive was crisp, precise. I mean, I think five plays, 75 yards, four of them through the air. I mean, the throw he threw to Boyd was just on a laser, perfect. First play, you get a P.I. to Chase. They don't have an answer. I don't think they have an answer for Chase in one-on-one coverage. They'll try White on him, Tredavion White, but I don't think it's a matchup that they should be looking to have him soloed up on Chase all that often, which then allows Higgins to kind of go off. And I'll say this, Mike, you also have to think Trent Irwin and Hayden Hurst controlling the middle of the field. Cincinnati's passing, if it's given time, will exploit the Bills' secondary all night. I don't think there's any question about that, man. Like, the Mafia is going to be pretty disappointed 
come Sunday afternoon. Because and, yeah, and that's where you got to give the Bengals front office credit. The, the, the offense is just so well constructed. You got to pick your poison. Any one of those guys, Boyd, Chase, or Higgins, can and at times have been a number one guy. I mean, and, and Mike, I think it's you brought up the point earlier about you expect Mixon to get seventy five uh, on the ground. If if he's able to do that then it allows Chase or Higgins or, you know, and, and for that, even that matter, like you said, Boyd, to all go off because then you can't really shade those coverages of them as often because you have to respect the ability of the Bengals to run the football. I don't want to say and sound and say it's as simple as, hey, man, if we have Kappa uh, or Williams playing, we're going to win this football game. But I think the emotional boost that we get off of that would be incredible too. Let's let's go ahead and just say they're not out there, Mike. How do you think – does that change how you feel about this game at all? Or you still kind of feel the same way? Do you expect either one to play? It's hard to tell. They're they're pretty tight with information this time of year. They, they really are. And Taylor's very tight. Yeah, and you don't want the Bills to know either, so it makes sense. Are they going to play? I think if those guys can endure the Toradol shot, they'll, they'll be out there. Yeah, if, if they can – pump something in them and 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 it's, it's whatever it takes mode because that is a position where you can't have unreliable players offensive line I, I think they play if they can walk they'll play yeah I mean obviously Williams being out on an island with the kneecap you know semi-concerned but they had him as questionable even in the Ravens game he didn't come back in it but that's what they went with and then Kappa, that one, I think it's a – he really wants to get out there. Like you said, if he can go, he wants to – you know, if there's any way possible, he wants to be out there. But, uh, man, I'm a little bit – I'm a little bit weary of, of, of seeing Kappa out there. I think we've got – we're going to have to go with what we had uh, starting on Sunday night, and I think Jonah will be back. And, you know, early in the game, Mike, I thought the Bengals offensively against the Ravens, even as good as they were – they looked very sharp. So you get that same type of plan on, on Sunday against the Bills. And, and then also I think a key is going to be, man, we got to convert off the turnovers. That's going to be key. And, and, and truly not allowing anything to chance in terms of being in the red zone, having to settle for three. You're going to have to punch in touchdowns this game to get this W, I think. You ready to get to the predictions? I, I think so, Mike. I mean, man, I mean, you know, I, I did run a real quickly here. Uh, touch on touch on the Bills Mafia, right? Before we before we get to predictions, a couple of things they do, and one that I don't understand. I want to get your take on this: the mustard and ketchup, like deal the Bills do in the tailgating. Man, what, what's your thoughts on that? It's it's just a little weird for me. Everything they do is weird. Um, ju- the jumping through the tables is a little excessive as well. Uh, but anything that says this is our team and I will freaking die supporting them, uh, I'm on board for it. The Bills Mafia is bar none one of the best fan bases in the NFL. Uh, Cincinnati yeah. is, is developing an identity. Pittsburgh, everybody knows what the, the Steel City brings, even though we don't really care about them. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, you even give the dog pound a little love too, really. They, they deserve it. That, that's a loyal group. 
um, that's that's one of the better cheese heads or, or one of the better fan bases. Uh, but the Bills probably top three. Top. Oh, three. Yeah. oh, about the ketchup and mustard though. Probably would not. Uh, see, yeah, to me that one's just a little too much. Like I love the tables. I love the Zumba Zubza pants that they rock there with the Buffalo style. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I mean, gotta be some nice Buffalo wings up there, man. You know, shout hey, you know, I'm all about it. I I, I kind of love their vibe, right? But the ketchup must be too much. That's why I'm a little disappointed this game is in Buffalo because that place is different when it gets rolling. And I think the Bengals are going to have to continually um, stop stop emotions and, and stop Buffalo from really getting it rolling. I think Joey B is the perfect guy to do that. Let's get the predictions, Mike. I love the cool calm of Joe Burrow. He's never wavered since taking over as the QB, one of the Cincinnati Bengals. Lackluster offensive performance down the stretch against the Baltimore Ravens, but that game was sketchy. That was a a back-to-back against a division opponent. You survived that one. Now you hit the road to take on a Bills team that is susceptible in the secondary, like you mentioned several times. Uh, The Bengals have to hold up up front, sketchy with the injury problems. All in all, I think it's just one of those great all-time AFC battles between two powers. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow will both play well, as will each of their number one receivers, Chase uh, and Stephon Diggs. I think this game comes down to the last possession. I think the Bengals have the football, and I think it's a Money McPherson game winner. Let's go Cincinnati 24-21. to uh, Some good offensive performances, but both Ds keep their teams in the game. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us! So a 24-21 final, Mike. Yep, Bengals win it, walk off Money McPherson. Okay, okay. So you're, you're on the under. The total is 48 in the hook. Like in the under, Bengals are a five-and-a-half-point dog. I like it, Money Mac, at the gun. That's something else people have been bringing up, right? Like, Money Mac missing that extra point. Are you worried about him at all? Nah. That happens. I agree. I mean, hey, and you know what? He didn't miss it by much, and then he also came back and made the next two when it counted. Who they think going to beat them Bengals? I'm, I'm intrigued Sunday Mike, by the Bills' ability to get after the passer. If the Bengals, with that offensive line, even if it doesn't have Kappa or Williams playing at all, I think they can still hold up. I think Burr's going to get the ball quick. I think they're going to run the football. I'm not believing in Buffalo right now. And the Bengals have had kind of a feel here of late. Both these teams have won a lot of games in a row. But Burrow is going to be smarter with the football. I'm going to go Cincinnati wins this thing 30 to 24. Bengals get it done. I think even Cincinnati's up by a little bit. Josh Allen get the touchdown late to kind of make that thing a little closer. I think the Bengals will have this thing throughout their whole fourth quarter. They're going to take advantage of Allen's mistakes. Windows always open, Mike. Windows my whole career and and everybody that that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have. Things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hootie! Hootie!
are you excited for Romo and Nance? Got to get your opinion on that real quick. I'm good with it. Romo is a good play describer, color commentator, just good at breaking down the action. Jim Nance is the best in the biz, has been three decades. Jim Nance, I think, like, when you give me Jim Nance with anybody for the NFL, it feels right. And Romo's fun. And, yeah, people are getting all over, over him for his praise of Allen and the turnover field game, like Mr. January and all that stuff. But, I mean, hey, let's go ahead and say that Tony Romo is entertaining nonetheless. Um, but it's easy so. for criticize when you look at something at face value and then you throw your synopsis around it. Tony Romo's watching every play. He's not just magnifying the mistakes. Yeah, he's – Anything, and, and, and not to mention, he's just entertaining. Like, Tony Romo is a fun, fun watch. And, and, and there's no getting no getting around that, especially with Nance. Their chemistry is great. Will it's be fun to have the A-team, right? Tony Romo will probably be remembered more for football or for broadcasting when it's all said and done. I'd agree with you on that, Mike. I think he's going he's gonna to continue to have a long kind of – fruitful and successful career. I know some people are kind of not fans of Tony Romo, but, man, I I think you're kind of maybe letting your Cowboy haterade from back in the day get on you there when it comes to comes to the opinion on Romo. He's been in Collinsworth. I mean, let's go ahead and say that. Although, hey, man, I'm like, happy to uh, go. Uh, I'm going to disagree there. I think, color, I think Chris Collinsworth does exactly what a commentator is. No, now, time out, Mike. I like Collinsworth, but I take Romo over Collinsworth. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Tony Romo does have an uncanny ability to like call out the plays before they happen. Mm-hmm. It's cool. What I like about Chris Collinsworth, though, is I think he's just good at pointing to what is swaying a football game and, and then explaining it. Like he's a big pass rush guy. He always shows what's going on on the interior, and I, and I really yep. like highlights guys like Von Miller in football games. It, it, it's interesting. And, and then I, I think he just – he's a very comfortable voice on the air, Chris Collins. He is. He is. So, and he's been great with Michaels and Tariko now and been around a long time. I know Bengals fans get on him because they don't feel the love like they think he should. But, hey, man, he's a guy, you know, who uh, who's, who's done it a long time and been pretty successful. Can't wait for Sunday uh, – Afternoon, Mike. I mean, three o'clock, man. It's perfect time to get to settle in and enjoy what's going to be one of the best football games of the year, without question. Cannot wait, man. You hate you hate to invoke Bart Scott by saying that, but it's 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 going to be electric, man. What do we say, Dolph? They got to play us. Can't couldn't even stop a nosebleed. <laughs> hey. And and you know and you know this, Mike. And I think there's there's something to say. Burrow, Burrow's been there. He's done this. Josh Allen, let's be honest, he hasn't made it past this round. He's come close, but that's it. So, I think there's something to be said about that. Joe Burrow, in in the key moments, going to hold the football, going to make the big play, make the right play. Maybe not the explosive, spectacular play. That's what Josh Allen does. It's going to be fun. Mike, thanks for always for coming into the Who Day Lounge, brother. And, uh, man, the Bills have got to play us on Sunday. Cannot wait.
going to be fun. Fire up the skyline. Get it ready. Get it ready. Get sprinkle some cheese in there, whatever it takes. Ooh, little onion. I'm, I'm more of a four-way guy, personally. Hey, why not Gold Star? Ooh, okay. Hey, that's, that's a guy who was just in the stadium right there. Hey, it, it, that's a rivalry it's, as long as it's kind of a, a tale as old as time there, the Gold Star versus Skyline rivalry. I'm more of a Skyline guy, Mike. Because that, yeah, that's the brand. Right. That's, that's what I know it as. It's Skyline <laughs> Chili, you know? Yeah. Who day? Who would they think going to beat them Bengals, Mike? Nobody. Who they? Who they? Who they think going to beat them Bengals? Nobody! Windows my whole career and, and everybody that, that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open.